Welcome everybody to the Lone Star Outdoor Show Folk Family Revival If it don't kill you, Kicking things off for us uh, Thank you guys and gals so much for being here today It is a pleasure, a treat, an honor To be talking hunting, fishing, the great outdoors And all that implies with you fine folks I can't believe March is already here And that means spring turkey Right around the corner also The sand bass and crappie will be running up the creeks As soon as the dogwoods start blooming so I can't wait for that as well. A great time to get out there with a fly rod, too, if if you're interested in, in catching sand bass on a fly rod. Lots of fun. Um, it's a great time of year. The uh, February lull, as I like to call it, has come and gone. So still lots of hogs to hunt as well, among other things, coyotes um, for all the predator hunters. I just got the new Pulsar Thermion, by the way. Um, put that bad boy on my 224 Valkyrie. And, uh, yeah. It's bad news for coyotes. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you today. So you know what to do. Pull up that stool a little closer to the old campfire. Pour yourself another cup of coffee out of that beat-up old Stanley Thermos, the one Granddad passed down to you years ago. Uh, maybe you spiked it with some of his cough syrup. Maybe you didn't. Uh, whatever you fancy, just uh, make sure the coffee's hot and pour yourself another cup because off the top, we'll be joined by our old friend, Captain Lynn Gerard, he's catching big trout, redfish, and black drum right now. Uh, probably some flounder as well, but uh, the coast seems to be pretty lit right now, and Captain Lynn will break it down for us as far as where he's finding fish and what he's catching them on. Plus, you can always count on Captain Lynn to out his customers if they do something stupid on his boat. I think he's got <laughs> a pretty, well, let's just say a horror story if you're a fishing guide. Uh, to, to share with us, but <laughs> more on that coming up. Then after we visit with Captain Lynn, one of my favorite singer-songwriters will make his return to the show. Uh, Chris Knight has been doing this a long time when it comes to living country singer-songwriters. I don't know that there are many out there who do it better. He's a great storyteller, and uh, I'm thrilled to have Chris Join us. He'll play some songs off his new record, probably play an old one as well. And, of course, we will talk a little hunting and fishing. Also, Austin Cunningham is playing with Chris on this uh, mostly acoustic tour he's on right now, promoting his new record. And so Austin, a uh, North Texas area fella, and someone whose music I've played on the show over the years, he'll be here playing guitar and harmonica with Chris. So I'm thrilled to have both of them in studio We'll spend a lot of time with Chris today. That's what we're going to do on this presentation of the Lone Star Outdoor Show. So buckle up because uh, it's going to be a wild ride, as it always is when we start with Captain Lynn. One other thing to mention here quickly, Vortex just sent me a shipment of the Vortex Nation Texas-specific shirts. So if you are interested in one of those bad boys, just email the word Vortex to Lone Star Outdoor Show at gmail.com seriously they sent me like 30 and we'll give the first one away this week i'll even throw in a vortex sticker and cap as well well let's take a quick break up next captain lynn gerard makes his return to the program what are the trout and redfish up to we discuss on the lone star outdoor show now all the cowboys in this bar 
Chris Letzinger, online sales manager at Cinnamon Creek Ranch here, reminding you we're not your typical archery club. We're a one-of-a-kind archery facility with indoor and outdoor ranges, a full pro shop, and six different 3D courses. Cinnamon Creek was designed by hunters for hunters. Located in Roanoke, Texas, we have over 200 3D targets to hone your archery skills. Call 817-439-8998 or visit us at cinnamoncreekranch.com to visit our new online store. That's cinnamoncreekranch.com. Live Oak Outdoors offers some of the best waterfowl hunting in the Central Flyway, hunting over 2,000 acres of cut rice along the coast that attracts wintering geese by the tens of thousands. Hunts take place out of layout blinds or white parkas over a spread of 1,500 decoys. It's also common to shoot pintail and other puddle ducks in the goose spread. Professional guides make sure you have a safe and memorable hunt of a lifetime. They're based out of El Campo, Texas. Check them out at liveoakoutdoors.com, or you can book your hunt by calling Chris Slimp at 832-466-9646. Because the weather's nice and the water's bright, man, I could fish here all damn night. When you had a bad day and your mind is in a haze, you can clear your head in these salt water One of my all-time favorites there, that is Saltwater Bays, the music of Brandon Keys, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoors Show. I'm your host, Cable Smith. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks to Dallas Safari Club, Lone Star Beer, and uh, Hoff Power Polaris as well. We appreciate their longtime support of the presentation. Um, we are about to head down to the coast to figure out what those redfish, trout, and black drum are up to with our old friend, Captain Lynn Gerard, He makes his return to the show today. But before we do that, uh, this segment of the show brought to you by Dallas Safari Club, the worldwide leader in big game conservation. I'd like to invite you to get plugged in with this great group of conservationists who are passionate about hunter's rights, education, and conservation. For more info, check us out at biggame.org. We'd love to have you. With that being said, let's bring him on right now, the salty old sea dog himself, hailing from Corpus Christi Bay. It's my pleasure to welcome Captain Lynn Gerard back to the show. Gerard Bay. It is my pleasure to welcome Captain Lynn Gerard back to the show. Yeah, Cable. Well, I'm kind of retired, you know. It's, it's, it's the uh, <laughs> I'm not that old, but still, you know, it's kind of like my wife's retired now and stuff, and so we're uh, we're still living on the water and stuff. But I'm still gonna I'm still gonna fish a few. And I'm always going to give our our guys from up in your area and stuff, your listeners, a, a discount, and I'll take them first. I have a couple of guys that are working with me and stuff, but I'll take I'll take you guys out myself. So. Awesome, awesome. And so that's fun. Well, so you're going to have you know, a lot more, more time I catch for more uh... fish than any of those guys anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll have more free time on your hands. And still, I'm going to fish some tournaments, uh-huh. and which is kind of cool. We have we won two last year, and. Mm-hmm. And I had a but well, hell, you won that boat and stuff. in fishing one tournament. Oh yeah, that was a that was hell. I I think I was a child then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But but this year the fishing has been excellent. It's just crazy good, and it's uh, just like the duck hunting last year. There was zero ducks down here, and this year it was a blue ribbon year. So, mm-hmm. and that was kind of strange. We had a well, I think they blamed it on the hurricane that a lot of the. Um, a lot of the the little grasses and little organisms that were they kind of got washed away. And this and this year we had uh, no pin perch. I mean piggy perch, uh-huh. 
for bait this year, and that is really bizarre. Huh. Because you know how much we love to use those piggies when we're fishing for trout. Oh, yeah. It's like and there was zero. Trout. The guys that ran all the traps and stuff, they had no piggies at all. Huh. It was just weird. And I don't, I've heard a couple of things from the biologists, but we didn't have any problem catching, you know, catching fish, though. The trout have been just gorgeous this year. And so what about, uh, when do the croaker come into season? Uh, usually we figure May 1st. Uh-huh. Illegally, they can catch croaker May 1st because they have to use a special net, but they still they still can get them. They just get beat up. They're not you're supposed to use, you know, the certain nets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's usually May 1st is when it's legally open. But okay. we used to get them a little earlier. Yeah. But, what about what about uh, what are you having luck on right now? Artificials or shrimp or? Yeah, artificials. I mean, just when the water's cold, the trout are, are just insane with using artificials. A lot of the um, uh, a lot of chartreuse, like the um, I'm trying to think of the most the um, favorite one. They uh, they like to use the purple with the paddle tail chartreuse paddle tail and the. Mm-hmm. And those colors, it just really doesn't matter because the fish are it's still water, still very cold, still in the low 60s, and so the trout are down deep, and it's just really a lot of fun. And is it just you know, a straight? Still, is it just a straight soft plastic, or is there some kind of yeah, movement? Yeah, mostly or? soft plastics. And of course, they're using um, six bouncing with a light jig head right now. Uh-huh. And your favorite colors, the the root beer mm-hmm. tequila is my favorite. And what ounce weight jig head? Just real light. And uh, but real light, so you have a lot of action. I use the eighth ounce, uh-huh. and you can use a little bit bigger if you're in deeper water. And well, the fun part of we're getting the shrimp are, you know, pretty scarce when it gets real cold, because mostly because the shrimpers can't go out and the, and the fish will go deep. Mm-hmm. The water's been real high, but uh, we've been using live shrimp, and we've been catching just huge. I mean, the black drum. We've been getting uh, boxes of anywhere from sixty to a hundred pounds. Dang. And and just recently, it really it was kind of fun. I had these people from Wisconsin, and they, uh, this lady, you know, the biggest thing they ever caught was a was a crappie and a bluegill. And so it was kind of a really, really foggy day, so I couldn't get to any of my spots. And I just ran into this little this little cove. It was like a little cove. It was around all these oyster beds. And I was just thinking, I go, this cove doesn't have any oyster beds in it. And I go, these fish have got to go somewhere after they feed. And we went in there, and it was just socked in with even sheephead were in there but the drum were just awesome then and, and so anyway she hooks this fish and i was helping her husband get another fish off the other side of the boat and i hear her, her line just screaming and i go oh great and i turn around and i look about a football field away i see this big splash and then i look at a reel and there's like zero line on the on the reel and i go oh wait a minute <laughs> drop everything came in real easy at first got in next to the boat and we looked and I think I need a bigger boat. That's what I told her. She was laughing. I said, I know I need a bigger net. But it was a huge, huge, big old redfish. After fighting, we only have 12-pound test. Yeah. And so we finally got it in, and it was 54 inches, and it was Goodness. monster fish. 54-inch redfish. Probably 52, but I added a couple. <laughs> as, any, as any old fisherman yeah. would do so, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's bigger. Uh, I think the biggest one I've caught it. was We released 44. it, and we caught a couple of, yeah. Oh, the drum? Yeah, biggest redfish, 44. Yeah. Wow. So 52, that's... Uh, yeah, that was insane. It was, a, it was a dinosaur. Yeah. And and then she ended up getting a big giant drum also in the same area. But the the fun part was it, was it was only like two and a half, three feet deep. And so it wasn't like they could go down deep and you could see the fish fighting the whole time. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what made it 
really cool. Let me ask you this. Do you ever have clients that want to keep those oversized fish? Oh, God, yes. They all, they always think that they're going to, you know, they, they think, oh, my God, we're we, we, we going to put this on our wall. And I go, well, nowadays you can put a fish on your wall, but you don't have to keep it. You know, then that's usually what we do, especially with trout. Well, we won't keep our big trout. We'll take pictures and measure. Uh-huh. And this, but they took so many pictures. I had to put the fish back in the water to revive it like three times. Wow! <laughs> so, oh but they all lived and stuff. It was cool. But those fish aren't and, any good uh, eating anyway. No, they're mostly all head. They they usually figure the that they're about a. I think we figure about a pound, about a pound an inch after thirty inches. Once they get into that area where they're, you know, in the drum have you know giant heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny? I never, I've never seen any worms in the drum around here. People always say, oh, we catch those big drum, and they're all full of worms. And you've never seen them full of worms. I don't know where. Maybe they're thinking of freshwater drum or whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, just really rare to find that. But once they're over 30 inches, you know, it's, they're not really good to keep anyway. You know, the perfect perfect black drum is between 24 and, and you know, 28, right around that area. Yeah. Where you get the, and even smaller for, you know, they like to put them on a half shell for the barbecue and stuff. Yeah. But it's been it's been pretty much nonstop. So. Well, I'll tell you this, buddy brought me some halibut back from Alaska. Oh, cool. Full of worms. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was cool too. Also, until I started cooking it, and I was like, and these weren't little tiny. I mean, these were long, like two inch long, like worms in it. I was like, I am not eating this. So. Uh, well, the worms would probably have more protein than the fish. <laughs> probably so, but I'm not finding out. <laughs> <laughs> visually couldn't get over that. No, no thanks. You're catching good numbers of trout right now. Yeah, I think my favorite. Of course, my favorite are the big trout. You know, you can. We'll always get the drum for your freezer and for you know, eating wise and stuff. But, but you know, you just have that that you know, inner feeling. Where I love to see those. You know, the big trout and they're so beautiful right now and so fat and and they're just they're just gorgeous because you know the trout will start spawning here now as you know coming up in April. Yeah. And the redfish and the black drum and the flounder, and they all uh, they all actually spawn in the winter time. We always figure around Christmas, so they're actually almost bypassing each other. Hmm. Where the redfish and those go out to the Gulf to spawn, yeah. Whereas the trout come in from the Gulf to spawn, so they kind of like bypass each other in the way. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but so they're just been really thick, and it's just really a lot of fun. And I like to pretty soon we'll be able to sight cast too as soon as that water warms up to about 72 or 73 and then we get the fish will you know surface a little bit more uh-huh. and so that's pretty exciting too yeah that's what we were doing after drum last time i went fishing with you was uh sight casting to those big black drum which is a lot yeah. of fun absolutely you're gonna um, have to get your gals down here pretty soon too oh yeah no kidding they're <laughs> they're ready to go they're five now so it's, uh, uh, that's about just that's just about yeah, that's perfect yeah and of course my boat is very safe for kids you know you know it's got the railing on it and stuff but some of those mayaks and stuff they you can almost walk right into the water i'd be nervous as heck with the, <laughs> with the younger even myself i like the railing myself too so you had an accident a couple of years ago on your boat what what happened there when the guy jumped over you mean when <laughs> no no when you know. when you hurt yourself Oh, that was a no. That was mostly just myself. It was a it was that was in the in the uh, in the lift. The lift broke. Oh. So and so I fell and I, you know, hit my stomach on then hurt my spleen or whatever and I didn't take care of it. So they removed it and they just you know threw it away. They were going to give me another one, but yeah, I just said no. That's okay. So. 
I uh, thought you were talking about this guy that this uh, I had this Hispanic guy and he was and they were and his family you know there was, I think there was yeah we had four mm-hmm. and uh, all of a sudden I hear this splash and I didn't you know I go what the hell and I go look and the guy's gone and I go <laughs> I go what is going on and this is summertime water's warm and stuff and and uh, I looked at his wife and she shrugged her shoulders and I couldn't I oh she I was tired of him. him she probably pushed him over. <laughs> well, anyway, here comes this big old turd floating to the top, and he went over and overboard and pulled his pants down. I guess he went to the bathroom, and it was kind of embarrassing. <laughs> oh man! I mean, you should have given me a heads up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I had this I mean, one fishing gr- guy. I mean, that's kind of gross, but you know, sometimes you get a story like that that just it's, you know it's. Something people probably wouldn't believe, but uh, it happened. <laughs> I have one from the fishing guide standpoint uh, that a, a buddy who is a fishing guide told me, and I'm not going to throw him under the bus here because some of the people listening have probably fished with him and would be mortified to hear this, but uh, he had a couple fishing at the front of his boat, and he all of a sudden just got bubble gut and just knew he had to have diarrhea. And he grabbed Oh, him, no. He, he told them to go to the front of the boat. And he just had an explosion in a bait bucket in the back of the boat, right there with the oh. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I couldn't. I mean, I guess it was in the winter and he couldn't get in the water, so I don't know. I, I think I might have just crapped my pants at that point. That's so embarrassing. Oh my God! I know. Well, yeah. I guess you got to do what you got to do. Oh God! I don't know about that. That's just that seems wrong <laughs> on every level. I had to give them a full refund. Of course, they never want to fish with you again, right? <laughs> At that point, <laughs> they probably couldn't even look you in the eye. Just shameful. Uh, well, this guy, no, this guy was fine. He was fine with it. He, he, he goes like, I didn't because we were catching fish, and he goes, I didn't want to upset. I didn't want to stop fishing. I couldn't stop fishing. I couldn't leave the spot. <laughs> I go, well, tell me next time. <laughs> it's a little bit much. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh. Well, so anyway, Captain Lynn, um, if you want to give the website so folks can find you. Well, it's easy enough. It's just CaptainLensFishing.com. Captain spelled out, uh-huh. lowercase, and then CaptainLensFishing.com. And I'll still have my site going and stuff. But, Facebook um, as well. Yeah, and Facebook. I Just under Len Gerard on Facebook, I write a few stories. Well, you've seen them. You know, mm-hmm. and, we, and I'll send some pictures to you, Cable, for some kids. I got a whole bunch of kids that caught some real nice fish just, just recently. Awesome. And I love fishing with the kids. It just makes, you know, it's, it's, you know, I could never stop doing it because, you know, seeing that kid catch his first fish, you know, it's just the best, you know, and seeing them catch a big fish and that smile and stuff. Even the smile on the parents is just as good, too, because they're just so proud, too, also. Oh, I'm that parent and, now. It's, uh, life's yeah. funny how it changes, but, yep, absolutely. Henry catches a nice bass, and I'm as excited as he is, no doubt. Pretty cool. Captain Lynn, I hope that you enjoy semi-retirement because obviously uh, you're not giving it up and uh, still taking some trips here and there. So if folks are interested, they can still give you a shout. Find you at CaptainLynnFishing.com. We certainly appreciate it. It was great catching up with you, and I look forward to the next visit. Okay, and we got to get the kids out. It'll happen. We'll make it happen this summer. They're, you know, they love the beach, so. All righty. Sounds good. All right, Cable. Thanks a lot. Nice hearing from you again. And the man of the world, Mr. Cable Smith. <laughs> I love All right, you old tree dog. It's cool. We'll talk All to right. you soon. Okay. Thank you. So there he goes. The always affable old Captain Lynn Gerard. Treat to have him back on the show. That segment brought to you by Lone Star Ag Credit Land. That's the one thing they're not making any more of, but we all want it, right? I know I do. 
So if you're ready to make that dream a reality, whether you want a property for hunting, fishing, recreating, running cattle, or just to get the hell out of the big city, Lone Star Ag Credit has been doing this for over 100 years. They look forward to helping you finance your own piece of paradise, and you can find them at LoneStarAgCredit.com. Up next, a very special in-studio treat. I put him up there in the pantheon of greatest living country singer-songwriters. Chris Knight joins me in studio right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. But all the smoke and the neon keep his pain here. Oh, nobody knows the honky-tonky. Hey guys, Cable here, and uh, I want to tell you about outdoor access. See, access is the one thing I hear hunters complaining about the most. They don't have a place to hunt, but they want to, right? Well, outdoor access is the solution to that problem. Think Uber, but for hunters. It's a membership-based program. It's only $9 a month, but it gives you access to a list of properties for uh, hunting whatever you want you want to hunt deer one weekend great you want to hunt ducks on another property the next fine turkey on another you have dozens to choose from and it's a lot less expensive than paying for a traditional 52 week lease so if you're interested in basically what i call uber for the outdoorsman use the activation code lone star at checkout just go to outdooraccess.com that's outdooraccess.com and use my promo code lone star for 30% off your membership. That's OutdoorAccess.com. That one goes back a ways, a little Uncle Tupelo bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Cable Smith here with you today. Thank you so much for being here. It is a treat to be talking outdoors with you. So thanks for sharing a part of your week with me. I do appreciate it. Uh, Thanks to Lone Star Beer and Hoff Power Polaris as well. We are all set to welcome one of my all-time favorite singer songwriters to the studio but before we do that this segment brought to you by first light's new gray lineup you know sometimes uh, i like to wear muted tones in the field and especially if you if you go to somewhere like africa i mean that's all the phs are wearing over there is uh, khakis grays sand colored muted tones and, and that's why i think first light's new ash gray lineup is perfect from the backcountry to the bar and you can find it at firstlight.com first light go further stay longer all right well uh we've got our next guest here in studio actually uh, two guys joining us today um singer songwriter extraordinaire he's been doing this a long time one of my favorites and when it comes to storytelling there's few who do it better the great Chris Knight is here along with his buddy Austin Cunningham. And it's been uh, it's been a couple years, but yeah. it's, it's great to have yeah, you here in studio. Few years. Yeah. Yeah. Good to be here. Absolutely. And, and a little bonus, I didn't know Austin was going to be playing with you, but Austin yeah. Cunningham here, uh, we still play his song Guns and Religion on the show from time <laughs> to time. So it's great to have you here as well, Austin. Glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, how, how's life on the road treating you? It's uh, good. You know, we, everything runs real smooth and... Uh, uh, doing a lot of acoustic stuff right now, uh-huh. and 
I don't know, I think sometime in April we get the band back together, yeah. take yeah. off. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a good deal. Got some good, good people. Yeah. Well, in October you released Almost Daylight, your first studio album since 2012's Little Victories. So tell us a little bit about this project. I know you had a few legends collaborate with you and Leanne Womack and John Prine, so mm -hmm. I'm sure that was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, yeah, we just went in and started cutting songs, and uh, I knew the eight or nine songs of my own that I picked out I was going to cut, but I, and then, you know, thinking about dragging another song out in my catalog to round the record out, but then I thought, well, hell, I'll just do this song, and so I played uh, Mexican Home. Mm -hmm. Just That was the last song we did. I wasn't even thinking about recording it. And I just started playing it, and the band fell in, and then we just, you know, pretty much a live performance. There was a few fixes, but uh, and then we put some overdubs on it. But yeah, we we played it twice, and I think we had the track and the, most of my vocal. Nice. Yeah, I think probably every bit of it. Well, so seven years is a long time between records. Was that uh, was that intentional and spending more time with the family, or is it? Has you been no, I meant to time? go twelve years, <laughs> but <laughs> I thought I'd rush the process <laughs> a little bit. Well, so the the longer you do this, because you've been at this for a long time, is it harder to 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 dip or to draw from that well of creativity as an artist? I think so. It has been for me. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, I mean, I was a Wrote a bunch of songs, you know, back when I was a staff writer, you know, you had a catalog feel and mm -hmm. you just wrote and wrote and wrote and maybe two out of 15 songs might be something you want to record. Mm -hmm. And so, so yeah, I mean, I probably wrote 60 songs the first two years that when I first started, I had probably a hundred mm -hmm. first two years that I, started writing songs and I had some good ideas and some some of them maybe showed a little promise but it was, I'd been writing for two years before I even wrote a keeper you know mm -hmm. and and then you know and then I started going to Nashville a few years after that. Just I'd kept writing and played some songs down there, and it got Frank Liddell's attention down there, and uh, worked with him a little bit, and started writing better, you know. And I went, I I quit going to Nashville. I was going down there and playing some writers' nights and things like that, and then I quit going, and uh, and uh, called him up. In January of '93, I guess, and told him I want to come. I'd been writing some songs, some better songs, and I took him the new stuff I had down there, and then he agreed to, you know, start working with me. And then, you know, but he, you know, it's pretty much, you know, I need you to write a new song every week. You know, I'd go down there once a week. I'd take a day off of work and go down. And, uh, or, or I'd just leave after work and head down there. And, uh, 
So yeah, I was right. I'd, I'd bring him a new song every week, and then so he, by the time I signed with him, I signed with Blue Water. He moved to Decker, so that's where I met Leanne. That mm-hmm. uh, she, me, and her was label mates. Yeah. On Decker, and uh, she got to stay a little longer. Than I did. <laughs> <laughs> they shut Decker down. They rolled over her over to MCA. But yeah, they were real good to me though. They they got they helped me a lot. I they had I had a machine behind me, you know, that got my foot in the door, got me a lot of good press and I was I played a lot of shows and mm-hmm. you know, got a lot of good reviews and things like that, you know, and that, that's what got me started. But yeah, Leanne came in down the studio with a part on that song. I mean she had uh, she had recorded that song, uh, sent it on down a couple of years ago, and uh, and then she she came in with a part. She she uh, was she knew exactly what she was going to do, and it wasn't necessarily a harmony part. It was almost like a a duet part. You know, we were singing together, but she was just doing something that I wouldn't be able to figure out how to do in a million years. You know. <laughs> yeah. and, it was really good. And then I wasn't able to be in the studio when John Prine come down there, but I was on uh, Little Victories record uh-huh. when he sang on Little Victories. What were you? What was your job in the, in the former life back then? I got out of college and I went to work for a mining consultant. Mm-hmm. I worked in like a Peabody Regional Lab, lab for a... Uh, uh, Kentucky Reclamation Association. We worked on uh, uh, UK uh, test plots for agriculture from their agriculture department. They'd do different applications of coal mine, soil, and spoil. They'd put two feet of topsoil or one foot or six inches, Hmm. have different layers in there to see what the best application was and different kind of fertilizers and things like that to see what was best for forest land, what was best for farm ground, what was best for pasture. And I did that work. I worked out in the, in the, in the field and, you know, we go out and pull soil samples and uh, tested a lot of soil. And then I went to work for a mining consultant. Uh, and then, Worked there for five years, learned a whole lot, worked on putting together uh, mine permit applications, pulling water samples. You know, I was out in the woods all the time, uh, at least two or three days a week, just driving all over the area out there. And uh, we got into some construction testing and stuff like that too, concrete and soil compaction, things like that. And then I went to work for the Commonwealth of Kentucky is a strip mine inspector, uh, environmental part. So you got to spend a lot of time outside. Oh yeah, yeah. We were like uh, we had a we had a had a company had a you know state vehicle and uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> leave the house, clock in at uh, eight o'clock and work till four thirty mm-hmm. and uh, never show up at the office. You know, just be out in the field all the time. Nice. You know? Deer scouting and stuff like that, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Finding quail. Yeah. Where the, you know, back then there were a lot of, there were still a lot of wild quail in Kentucky. Uh-huh. Hunted a lot. 
<laughs> not so much now. Huh? Well, there ain't no wild birds. Yeah. There, no, no wild quail. Yeah. Uh, woodcock come through sometimes in the fall. They're migratory birds, mm-hmm. and they're fun to hunt. And yeah. we hunt, hunt them some. I see them occasionally out duck hunting in you know in the winter time here in Texas, but usually it's one of those things where I'm like, I is don't realize a, what it is. Is it a snipe you're seeing or is it I, a woodcock? Both, both, both. Yeah, they're both down here. Yeah, and there's seasons for both of them, but usually they're they've already flown off by the time I. I'm yeah. Like, oh crap! There was a woodcock, but yeah. So I've never shot one of those, but I've well, had a snipe before. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, my son, he's a big duck hunter, and they killed some Wilson. Snipes, mm. why they've been duck hunting. Uh-huh. Let's do this. Let's take a listen to a tune here. I think you wanted to do Little Victories first. Yeah. Well, I got to Honda 125 run. Took the back road to the store. About 35 degrees. Sure feels good not to be walking no more. Got some milk, bread, and bologna. Some little devils and some Mountain Dew. Sometimes when I ain't got the grocery, gonna see what this thing will do. Little victory, they all ride with me. These days, that's all I need. I got old F two fifty, four by four. Needing a new rear end I sold some highs I sold some wood Saving up to get it going again And I can start hauling these timber Sell them down at the mine Here they're bringing a few bucks a piece Things are getting better all the time Little victory they all ride with me These days that's all I need I heard the country's going through hard times but I ain't feeling it none. We're all trying to make it through one more day when it's all said and done. I got a deer and a half in the freezer. I've got wheels and plenty of wood. I know I ain't setting the world on fire, but I think I got it pretty good. Little victory. They all ride with me These days that's all I need Little victory They all ride with me These days that's all I need Awesome, man. That's one of, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, love yeah. that tune. Love that one. 
There's another song on that record though that comes to mind. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, one of the the lyrics is, "I got a three legged dog named Jake." Got into yeah, the it was. Um, <laughs> I love that um, song. What is the name of that? What was it? Nothing. Yeah, I got nothing on me. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Love that little, thinking about that dog, I think that, uh, a lot of us have a little bit of that in us. So yeah, 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 yeah. I like to put animals in my songs. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we're here. I've got a lot of different ones, man. I got I got bullfrogs and snakes and moles. And... <laughs> well, so obviously the uh, the music industry has changed a lot in the last twenty five years or so. Yeah. You've been doing this. Um, is there any new stuff out there in country music that, that you enjoy listening to? Well, I mean, I don't listen to top 40, but well, I mean... I, nobody does yeah. in this room, <laughs> I, do, I hope. I'm just not as big a fan as I used to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's different now, mm-hmm. you know, as far as seeking out new, new music. So what's like, it? I always go back and listen to, you know hear something or something reminds me of a song I heard when I was a kid. I go back and listen to that for a while. Uh-huh. What's your take on social media? Do you have, do you do that yourself? Do you no. Have someone that, I didn't think you did. No, it's Jason <laughs> over here. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Jason takes care of all that. And he, uh, well, him and uh, Gary Hurts. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> You seem kind of set in your ways. I figured. Yeah, I don't fool none of that. Uh, somebody, a girl, told me I've I've contacted you on Facebook or something like that. And I said you, you didn't contact me. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't me. You know? Yeah, I used to uh, like a decade ago before I started doing this. I used to make fun of all my friends that were on Facebook. <clears throat> yeah. And I'll be damned if, you know, you start your own business, then you have yeah. to be on Yeah, you got, yeah, it's a mm-hmm. better good thing for me. It's yeah. been something that has helped me a lot. It's just that, you know, I mean, like I said, I mean, if I, if I didn't have good people behind me, I'd be digging ditches or something like that because I wouldn't <laughs> do any of that Chris, are you at all concerned, you know, when you look at society today, that we're just raising our kids in a world that's going to Don't worry much about that. I mean, it's like, uh, well, I feel like I grew up. There's too much. There's a lot of nonsense, and you're just bombarded with it all the time. But uh, where I live, you know, <laughs> sheltered from that. It's <laughs> uh, some it might be some kid ripping down the road in front of the house on a four wheeler, but other than that, it's quiet as it can be. You know, dog barking. Let's do this. Let's uh, let's take a quick break. Come back, hear a couple more tunes, and talk a little hunting and fishing. Sound good? Sounds good. Excellent. And that segment proudly brought to you by All Seasons Feeders and the new Easy Tree Feeder. It holds 85 pounds of corn or protein. Uh, it's so simple. You just strap it to a tree or even a fence post. It retails for $129.99, so affordable and functional. You can find it at allseasonsfeeders.com. We'll be right back with more from the great Chris Knight right here on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. Hi, I'm Craig Boddington. I'd like to invite you to become a member of Dallas Safari Club, one of the world's leading hunting and conservation organizations. As a member, you'll receive Game Trails Magazine, a monthly newsletter, and invitations to our monthly meetings and special activities. 
Join Dallas Safari Club, an international organization based in Dallas, supporting hunting and conservation worldwide. For more information, call 800-9-GO-HUNT or visit our website at www.biggame.org. If you're looking for a thermal hog hunt near DFW, then 3 Curl Outfitters has you covered. Offering fully guided thermal hunts just minutes south of Dallas, guide Scout daily to put you on the bacon. Using thermal imaging technology to hunt feeders, crop fields, and river bottoms, you get unlimited hogs and no kill fees. Visit www.3curl.com. Also offering corporate hunts and food and lodging available by request. Book at 3curl.com or call 214-455-0940. I've been a-hunting these woods since I was seven years old. This shotgun was my granddad's, now it's mine to hold. I ain't never hurt no one except a turkey each year. Come Sunday There it is, little Austin Cunningham, Guns and Religion, bringing us back on the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've got Chris Knight here in studio today. And uh, Austin Cunningham sitting in, playing the guitar and harps. <laughs> so uh, appreciate them being here. I'm Cable Smith. Thank you guys for dropping by this week. It's a pleasure to be talking outdoors and uh, facilitating some great tunes here on today's broadcast. We'll pick it back up with uh, Chris and Austin here momentarily. But first, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by Our Luck Outfitters offering the finest in Newfoundland moose hunting, I would know, because I was there in October, took a nice 13-point bull, brought home 400 pounds of organic venison. I had to buy a new freezer, but uh, that was well worth it. Uh, so check it out. Our Luck Outfitters, uh, budget-friendly. I'm not going to say it's a blue-collar moose hunt because to experience the beauty of Newfoundland and the, the spirit of the people there, nothing blue-collar about that, but certainly more affordable than say going to Alaska or the Yukon, check it out. You can find them at ourluckoutfitters.com for your Newfoundland moose hunting adventure. With that being said, uh, Chris, Austin, thank you guys very much for sticking around. Uh, this is the part where you say, uh, yeah, no problem, man. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> So, Chris, how old is your son now? Because last time we spoke, like I said, it's been a few years, but uh, you and your boy were doing things like bluegill fishing and uh, squirrel hunting. Yeah, well, he hunts everything now. He's 17. So he's a young man now. Oh, yeah. he's he's. Uh, yeah, I had to hunt vicariously through him last fall because mm-hmm. uh, we eat a lot of wild game, yeah. and uh, he keeps freezer full, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you put out a record during hunting season. Yeah, I was gone probably like the middle of August. Just I was home very little uh-huh. all through the fall. You did tell me something fascinating, though, that I had never heard before. And, and you said that you made it out a couple times to chase birds with your, your old pup. And I assumed you meant upland game, but you were actually talking about turkeys. Yeah, we were. Yeah, I'm trying to train her a bit. Turkey dog. We'll see how that works turkey out. She, she she busted a flock of turkeys. She's six, seven months old. Uh-huh. She got right after me. And she she was always really busy, you know, when I'd take her out in the woods and things like that. Uh-huh. So what kind of dog is it? It's a dropper. Uh-huh. It's a half German short hair and half English setter. We used to hunt droppers, mm-hmm. but people are have gotten a little 
prissy about their bird dogs anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they don't. I you you rarely ever see anybody hunting a setter, yeah, or an English pointer anymore. And that's all we had, huh. you know, other than droppers. And people used to breed them on purpose. She, uh, the the parrots are great, great dogs, good hunters. You know, we get them in the woodcocks and pheasants and. Uh, I'm going to uh, up in Michigan, up in the UP next fall. So far, I got one one trip planned up there, and then do some grouse hunting. And oh stuff yeah, there's like a lot there. of good grouse. Yeah, hunting. yeah, and I got a setter and a, and a German short hair pointer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm fascinated by this these turkey dogs. Yeah. Because I've never heard <clears> of that. So you you can legally hunt turkeys in Kentucky yeah, with a dog. With a dog, yeah. And, and it flushes them just like a... Yeah, they go out and they track the turkeys and then they run in and they they flush them. And the turkeys, you want a good flush where they fly. They don't all fly off in the same direction. They want to scatter out and then you sit down. You can either sit down and, uh, um, you know, keep your dog quiet and call them back. Call a fall flack flock back in. I mean, you can do that without a dog. Because I've had turkeys come in behind me and just get up and just run at them and they flush and then you sit down and you yelp a few times and those young of the year just come running back in, you know. Mm. And uh, uh, But uh, yeah, a dog would do that and you do the same thing. Sit there and call them. Turkeys come back in. And then... uh, and the turkeys will hold tight enough for the dog to actually flush them? Yeah, the dog will run right in on them, and sometimes they will. They'll squat down. And so how many turkeys can you legally take each year in Kentucky? You get two in the fall and two in the spring, uh-huh. uh, two with shotgun. Okay. I'm not sure whether you can kill four in the fall overall using a bow uh-huh. uh, and a shotgun. Okay. But... Yeah, and then, you know, you it's like having a bird dog that flushes a cover of quail, you know, and a quail flush and you shoot them and, and you can kill some turkeys on the flush. Uh-huh. Yeah, you I'm just getting into it. I'm just now, yeah, that's... It wasn't with a dog. Just yeah, I mean, you get, you know, they'll run, they'll be running by you uh-huh. and, uh, or they'll be flying flying up mm-hmm. close enough where you can Smoke. get a shot yeah <laughs> awesome that is fascinating i don't even know if you can legally do that in texas i don't think you can i don't think you can hunt with a dog in texas yeah. Yeah. well i've certainly never heard of it uh, so very cool what what is your favorite way to cook those turkeys chris i cook them a lot of different ways i think the last thing i did i made uh, turkey noodle soup and mm-hmm. then I put the legs either in a pot and cook them real slow, get them real tender, put them on a crock pot. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes I'll take a breast and, you know, uh, breast filet and uh, butterfly where it's flat, you know, and just wrap it in bacon, and then you end up with a good size roast. Oh, nice. See, and then put it in the oven or on the grill, something like that. You gotta have some fat on that breast unless you've skinned, I mean, unless you've plucked, plucked the turkey. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I cook it a lot of different ways. I, I cook, you know, we got squirrels and rabbits and 
deer. I actually lost a whole front and hind quarter of a deer, a breaker switch oh. uh, down in my Something barn nice. where I got a freezer down there. Uh-huh. And I only had those two big pieces. The rest of them were in the freezer in the garage. But those those two, I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. I was gone. I was mm-hmm. on the road, and I got down there, and those lights were off, and I went over there and raised it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> freezer. It didn't smell too good. Oh. Freezer top. Did but, you just trash the freezer? No, I'm... I'm yeah. <laughs> Let's take a listen to another tune off the new record. I think you were going to do Send It On Down next. Send It On Down. That's a song that Leanne recorded. You got a harmonica for that? Oh, yeah. You ready? Yes, sir. Well, Daddy's done hardware store. But in him and around no more. I don't know the old story, I overheard some. I know he's who I got my drinking from. The girls around here want a guy that's rich. Even if it was, it wouldn't be no catch. And this ain't where I'll be settling down. I aim to be gone when the fall rolls around. Jesus, would you save me? I'm going crazy. I need some help getting out of this town Are there any answers? Sure like to hear one Well if you got something won't you send it on down While I'm still able to be found Sitting in the bleachers at the football field I got a pretty good buzz from the quarter just killed It's a cold Sunday morning and the church bells ring And I can just about hear all the good folks sing Jesus, would you save me? I'm going crazy. 
While I'm still able to be found That is good stuff right there. You can find it on Chris's latest record, Almost Daylight. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, that segment proudly brought to you by Rustic Reminders Taxidermy. Josh and Becky Gunther have been taking care of all of my trophy mounts. I know Chris and Austin are looking around the studio right now kind of in awe because of the amazing work that Rustic Reminders has done for me over the past decade. They do it all from trout to black bear, axis and whitetail, and of course African safaris as well. You can find them at gr8mounts.com. They answer the phone when I call. They do amazing work. How about that? Novel idea for tax notice. Uh, once again, gr8mounts.com. We'll be right back with more from Chris well, Knight. Cool. You're listening to the Lone Star Shows. And things that come just to stir the pot and words it ain't worth the time they take to say. British Columbia is world-renowned for its beauty and wildlife, and Vancouver Island is revered as a magical place by hunters. Vancouver Island Coastal Bear Adventures specializes in taking mature trophy black bears with 18-inch minimum skulls in the 6.5 to 7.5-year range. They also have Roosevelt elk tags and only take Boone and Crockett bulls each fall. 60% of their guiding area is located on private land. So whether you're looking for a Boone or black bear, once-in-a-lifetime Roosevelt elk, or a giant cougar, They've got the hunt for you. Visit VancouverIslandBearHunt.com to book your hunt today. That's VancouverIslandBearHunt.com. Howdy, folks. I'm Lee Hoffair for Hoffair's Outdoor Superstore in Gulfway, Texas. I hope you're enjoying the Lone Star Outdoor Show. We've been a title sponsor for a number of years now, and we're proud to be a part of it. I'd also like to thank you for making Hoffair's once again the number one Polaris dealer in Texas. In the market for a compact track loader, then check out the Bobcat Advantage, where Bobcat track loaders squared off against other brands in a variety of tests and challenges. Whether you're looking for performance advantages, uptime protection, or quality design, Bobcat compact track loaders are the best built machines in the industry. But don't take our word for it. Watch the videos at BobcatAdvantage.com or see Bobcat machines in person at Bobcat of North Texas in Louisville, Fort Worth, Cedar Hill, Longview, McKinney, Paris, and Sherman. Visit BobcatOfDallas.com today. Yeah, when I look south and see the storm clouds roll On their way from old Mexico I don't want to be alone And the rays fly through my shiner bottle Make me want to turn the key and put down the throttle Cable Smith welcoming everybody back to the Lone Star Outdoor Show. That's Jason Boland somewhere down in Texas. One of my favorites there. Hope y'all are having a great week. Uh, I certainly appreciate you spending a part of it with me here on the Lone Star Outdoors show, powered by Dallas Safari Club. Uh, we've still got 
Chris Knight and his pal Austin Cunningham here in studio today. And we're going to pick it back up uh, with a little more outdoor talk and probably hear another tune as well. We'll do that momentarily. But first, this segment of the show proudly brought to you by Vortex Optics and their new 2020 gear lineup. I'm not talking about optics. I'm talking about the great apparel lifestyle stuff that they've got on the website. They've got a great lineup of hunting and pro Second Amendment shirts and hoodies, caps, beanies, all that awesome stuff. They've got it at vortexoptics.com and you'll save 20% off of any Vortex logoed gear when you use my promo code LONESTAR20 when you check out. That's right. 20% off. Check it out. Vortexoptics.com. Vortex, the force of optics. With that being said, let's pick it back up with our buddy Chris Knight and Austin Cunningham here picking the guitar and playing harmonica. And Chris, I don't know if we ever talked about this during our previous conversations, but Kentucky has a a pretty robust elk herd now. Yeah, they do. They got the biggest elk herd east of the Mississippi River. And when you were a kid, there weren't any elk in the bluegrass state. No, there's barely any deer till I was 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a much of a season at all. I, I never saw a deer until, you know, I mean, the mailman would see see some deer and people would talk about it for six months, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then all of a sudden, you know, they exploded. Huh. Uh, yeah, I remember the first time I ever laid eyes on a white-tailed deer was right behind my house. It was right before I was in eighth grade. Huh. And... I was walking back up in the woods and about five does uh, jumped out of the bushes down there, took off. And then six months later, you're still talking about it. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. Well, well, you you got to see more and more. And I think first time I hunted, I was 13 or 14. Yeah. You know, saw, saw some deer, but, yeah. you know, just hunting with old, might have even shot at some, but hunting with, <laughs> 16-gauge shotgun with the slugs and no, you know, didn't have a rifle barrel or anything, you know, just mm-hmm. that slick barrel. And there no telling where that slug was going to go, <laughs> you know, when you yeah. shot it. <clears throat> but going back to that elk herd that you guys have, I imagine that's a, a pretty tough tag uh, to acquire. Yeah, it's like winning the lottery. Do you even put in for it? I haven't. I, I told my son, I said, you need to start putting in for that because maybe, maybe in 10 years you'll get drawn or something. Right. You know? do, you get, do you get to build points in Kentucky or is it just random? I think so. I'm not really sure how that works out. I've been aiming to check into it because I'm just tore. I'm just, I bird hunted, you know, uh, dogs. We, me and my dad and my brothers, you know, we had bird dogs, and uh, we bird hunted in the 80s. We'd find 12, 14 coves of quail a day, mm-hmm. you know. And, and then now on a half a day, I could leave my trailer outside of Slaughter's, walk in any direction, and find six coveys in one afternoon, you mm-hmm. know. They were that thick. It was just great. Yeah. yeah and ain't nothing. You walk, you walk 40 miles in a day now, and you wouldn't find one quail. Uh, we've experienced uh, something very similar in Texas and in certain areas, certainly in North Texas, uh, there's no quail left, but you know, they're still holding well in, in parts of South Texas and um, the Rolling Plains. But 
not like it was back in the heyday, which was before my time. And, you know, as we're talking about quail, I was going to ask you to play Dirt, uh, the lyric, where the quail going to fly to, where will the rabbits run now? But you haven't played that one in a long time. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to sing. Yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. got high, it's got low range and high range. It's hard to. Uh-huh. I've seen you play it live one time, though. Yeah. In Texarkana, Texas, one time. Yeah. Some some guy just wouldn't shut up about it. So finally you said, <laughs> all right, damn it, I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't uh, me, by the way. <laughs> me and Austin wrote that. Oh, really? I did not know that. Very cool. Uh, makes me like Austin even more. Um, we are going to take a listen to another tune off the latest record. I think you're going to do uh, Crooked Mile. Right. The cold black eyes and a heartbroken smile. Follow me down Crooked Mile. Everybody said we ain't no good We ain't going back even if we could Back in the woods where the law don't go Down in the hollow where the wind don't blow Gonna raise us a family, make us home. We'll be all right if they leave us alone. I ain't never had nothing, ain't never had nothing to hold on to. I ain't even been living. I ain't even been living till I found you. And she followed me down crooked mile. She ain't got no spider, ain't got no guile. She won't let me. Quit, won't let me run She holding me tight, sleeping by her gun I ain't never had nothing I ain't never had nothing to hold on to I ain't even been living Ain't even been living till I found you. Cold black eyes and a heartbroken smile. Follow me down a crooked mile. Everybody says we ain't no good. We ain't going back even if we could. 
And I ain't never had nothing Ain't never had nothing to hold on to I ain't even been living Ain't even been living till I found you I ain't never had nothing Ain't never had nothing till I found you Good stuff, my friend. I think ah, that one might be my favorite off the new record, Chris. Several people have said that. That's oh, good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ask you this, and I probably already know the answer, to be honest with you. But, uh, Chris, if you could hunt anything, anywhere, budget not being a factor, uh, what would it be? You know, I like to hunt. You know, I like to squirrel hunt as well as deer hunt. But uh, I don't know. I want to do some traveling and shoot some birds you yeah. know <laughs> you know go where the birds are uh, out west or up north mm. the wild birds uh-huh. i mean i shoot some reserve quail just a couple of weeks ago took one of my dogs out there and, yeah that was birds. it was great though i mean he hadn't missed a lick you know he's 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 pointing back and retrieving and uh-huh. yeah, finding birds he's young he ain't but three yeah so. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, anything you can hunt with a dog, it's yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I shot uh, I shot my first uh, spruce grouse. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In September, I was in Montana elk hunting, and so mm-hmm. we were shooting with a bow, which was pretty sporting, you know. Yep. I, sometimes I look at those grouse and wonder how they're not extinct because they're not very smart, you know. You can if you can walk up to them and shoot them with the bow, you know. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> But still, uh, I bet they're good eating. Or oh, do they yeah. taste like spruce? Oh yeah, no, no, no. it tasted delicious. And we, yeah. you know, we were tired of eating granola bars, and you're <laughs> up there in the mountains for a week. So grouse is pretty, yeah. pretty nice treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you been doing any fishing? Not crappie and sand bass are about to start running here. I don't know about this, when the spawn starts in Kentucky, but I'm not sure. But uh, did a little bit of fishing, a little bit of catfishing last year, and uh, not a whole lot. You know, just. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your favorite thing to fish for? Probably catfish. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a line out and drink a beer. Drink a beer. <laughs> you know, you ain't, ain't got to work at it, you know. <laughs> right on. Well, Chris, Austin, thank you guys so much for being here. Y'all check it out. The latest record, Almost Daylight. You can find it uh, wherever you download music. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. I will say this, though. The, there are trout streams in Kentucky, cool water, oh, yeah. uh, spring-fed creeks. And for several years, they've been stocking trout. And I enjoy that, going down there with the spinning, riding worms and just throw it and let it float down. And they, they'll they come out Rainbows? of that. Uh, yeah, they come. And there's browns, too. Huh. You know, you can't keep uh, – they got a pretty tight restrictions on brown trout. Mm-hmm. But. 
Yeah, we have a winter trout stocking program in Texas, but uh, the trout generally die if they're not caught. Oh, yeah. these Well, there you are might. places in Kentucky where they do carry over. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, I've caught some 14-inch oh, nice. trout in a stream, you know, south of where I live. You know, they're fun to catch. Oh, you yeah. catch they're them on an ultralight uh, spinning reel. You know, Chris, you don't strike me as a, a catch and release kind of guy. No, <laughs> I'm not much for a release guy. Yeah. More like release the grease. Yeah, I knew it. Well, hey guys, thanks again for being here, Chris Austin. It's been uh, it's been a pleasure. Love the new record. Y'all check it out. Almost daylight. Thanks again, fellas. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. So there he goes, one of my favorites, Chris Knight. And I tell you what, when I first uh, got into this music scene, some oh, eighteen or so years ago, after high school. Um, Chris was one of the, the ones that I really gravitated towards from the get-go and been a big fan of his songwriting ever since. And we've had some great conversations over the years. I think that might have been the best yet, though. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, Chris is kind of guarded and, and gruff by nature, but he'll open up if you if you want to talk outdoors. No doubt about that. And that segment, by the way, brought to you by Lone Star Beer and John X Safaris. Uh, just looking at the old clock here, we got to go. Got to get out of here, flat out of time. Thanks to Chris and Austin, as well as our other guests today, Captain Lynn Gerard, the salty old sea dog, who joined us from the Texas coast. Thanks to you guys and gals for being here. Uh, thanks to all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Until next time, I'm Cable Smith saying, y'all have a great week in the outdoors. Just exactly what we need, but I sit down by the highway. I hear those big cats growl. Where the quail gonna fly to? Where will the rabbits run now? I watch them tear all the hell what used to be my church. Tear up my grandpa's land. They're treating my grandpa's land like.